This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Once again, I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Do want to thank our sponsor, R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. Go to rbcarcompany.com for specials and promotions today. I do have to apologize to everybody. This... What ended up happening, let me just kind of explain. There's been stuff outside of work that's been a little distracting, but I have had so much prep coming in that what I have found myself doing is burying stories that I was going to talk about with new stuff and then forgetting about and missing the stories that I was originally planning to talk about. So I just want you to understand that when I break into this, I am well aware that I teased this a little while ago to talk about, and I never did. Okay, so I'm sorry about that. But I also think that this is extremely important because every presidential administration on this issue has been wrong. Every single one of them. It goes back to the Bush administration. They are wrong, wrong, wrong. So Bush was wrong, Obama was wrong, Trump is wrong on whether or not Apple should allow the FBI to have a master key. Okay, no. They should not. This is a this is a sticking point for me, period. Doesn't matter. Apple should not. Android should not. Microsoft, do they still make phones? Did we determine if Microsoft still made phones? I don't know that Microsoft still makes phones. Um, I did see that the CEO of BlackBerry last week had to remind everybody that BlackBerry still exists. Could you do me a favor and find out how much the CEO of BlackBerry makes? I'm really curious because I, <laughs> I think I could do that job. <laughs> so just find out for me. So anyway, the FBI and the Department of Justice, they're out there saying that Apple is not helping them unlock terrorist phones again. Okay. It's not true. It's not true. This is the same argument that the Obama administration made, same one that the Trump administration made. It's never been accurate. Okay. Okay. So, the FBI and Apple are facing off over an iPhone again. Here's what's going on. This is The Guardian. Three years after the high-stakes battle between Apple and the U.S. federal government over unlocking a suspected terrorist iPhone, which, by the way, they did, okay, a new standoff is shaping up between the privacy-minded tech company and the Trump administration. All right, now I have to remind everybody, three years ago when we were talking about this, Apple offered to unlock the iPhone for the FBI, and the FBI demanded that they be there to see how they did it. And Apple said no. That's what happened. Apple offered to help the FBI. The FBI would not allow Apple to help them without having people there to learn how to do it. And Apple's position on this is, We are not going to allow you to learn how to do this because you're going to take it and spread it around. It's going to get out on the streets. And guess what? We're going to have a problem with a compromised security system. And that's not going to be okay. Uh, What what was um, Jeff Bezos' phone when he got hacked, allegedly, by the uh, Saudi prince? I mean, it would have to be an Android phone, right? He couldn't possibly have an iPhone. That wouldn't make a lot of sense for the CEO of Amazon to have an iPhone. Just (laughs) throwing it out there. On Monday, U.S. Attorney, this is, you know, last Monday. 
U.S. Attorney General William Barr called on Apple to help the Federal Bureau of Investigation unlock two iPhones related to the fatal shooting of three Americans at the Florida Naval Base in December, which has been determined to be an act of terrorism, okay? This is the one that involved that Saudi air cadet. Uh, the Attorney General complained that Apple had not given us any substitu- sub- substantive assistance. Okay. Um, he says the situation perfectly illustrates why it is critical that investigators are able to get access to digital evidence once they have obtained a court order. Let's not forget the Obama administration hired an Israeli firm to crack that iPhone. All right. Now, I'm just giving you a background on it. The president's tweeted out. He said, we are helping Apple all of the time on trade and so many other issues, and yet they refuse to unlock phones used by killers, drug dealers, and other violent criminal elements. They will have to step up to the plate and help our great country now make America great again. That's the president tweeting out, basically saying, hey, Apple, we keep giving you a bunch of support, and he does. You just unlocked the terrorist phone for us. And Apple's position, again, is... We are not going to give you a master key to get into iPhones. It's that simple. Now, Apple's response to all of this is that they have been helping the FBI. So you've got the Department of Justice and you've got the FBI, whom I don't think that we can believe anymore on these issues, considering the long, rich history of them lying about it, amongst other things. But you also have Apple out there saying, yeah, we've been helping you with the Florida terrorist attack, Apple Inc., said that it is helping the FBI investigate the December 6th terrorist attack in Florida, pushing back on criticism by the U.S. Attorney General. However, Apple did not comment on Barr's main assertion that the company has provided no substantive assistance to the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Now, again, Apple said the FBI notified the company on January 6th that it needed additional help. Quote, Only then did we learn about the existence of a second iPhone associated with the investigation and the FBI's inability to access either of those iPhones, Apple said. The company provided information about the shooter's Apple account, iCloud backups, transaction information, and in total handed over many gigabytes of data to investigators, it said. It also added that it provided, quote, all of the information that it has. So Apple's position is, We got into the iPhone for the FBI, and we turned over everything that we have to the FBI. So if the FBI is saying that they don't have any evidence there, that's not on us, okay? Apple said the FBI notified the company on January 6th that it needed their help. company provided that information about the accounts on January 8th. Apple said that it got a subpoena for information related to the second iPhone, which it responded to within hours. The company did not say what that response entailed, though. Early outreach is critical to accessing information and finding additional options, the company said. We are continuing to work with the FBI, and our engineering teams recently had a call to provide additional technical assistance. So, what it sounds like to me is the FBI and the Department of Justice is making the exact same old, tired, false argument that they were making under the two previous administrations, that because Apple is not giving them the ability to fully get in any phone that they want, they're complaining that they have to rely on a third party. And so if, let's just say, okay, based on this exchange, if we're going to take Apple's word for it, all right, the FBI is saying they haven't given us anything that we can use. And Apple is saying we have given you everything that we have. So the FBI's assertion then is that, well, Clearly, there's more to be had that we can use, and we simply don't have access to it because Apple won't let us have access to it. Meanwhile, Apple's position is, 
no, we've given you everything that we have, and if there's nothing actionable in there, it's because nothing actionable existed on the device or on the account. So you've got those two sides. And the FBI is saying, well, we don't believe you, Apple, and Apple's going, too bad. That's how it is. We're not withholding anything. We don't have any reason to withhold anything. It's a terrorist for crying out loud. Now, Bloomberg, January 14th, okay? This is a week old, and and again, I, I realized that I teased this a while ago and didn't get to it, and I apologize. So out of Bloomberg, the FBI can unlock the Florida terrorist iPhone without Apple, which, by the way, was the case in every previous instance of this happening. And eventually, they did. They went to an Israeli company that specializes in breaking into uh, these types of devices. And we talked all about that, okay? The FBI is pressing Apple Inc. to help it break into a terrorist iPhone, but the government can hack into these devices without the technology giant, according to experts in cybersecurity and digital forensics. Investigators can exploit a range of security vulnerabilities available directly or through providers such as Celebrite and Grayshift to break into the phones, according to these security experts. Uh, again, they go into the the terrorist information. Apparently, they have an iPhone 5 and an iPhone 7. Okay, um, So then Will Strafik, who is a well-known iPhone hacker, apparently, according to Bloomberg, I don't know anything about this guy, he was told, uh, Bloomberg went to him and said, hey, look, uh, the terrorist has an iPhone 5 and an iPhone 7. Can the FBI get in? And he says, you can absolutely get into those two phones. He runs a security company uh, called Guardian Firewall. He says, I wouldn't call it child's play, but it's not super difficult. Uh, the count, he, he also counters the U.S. government's stance that the attorney general slammed Apple again, saying that they would not allow them to get into the phones. This is, this is the government saying that we can't get to terrorists. They're fear-mongering the public to get the public to pressure Apple to let the government have access to these phones. But when the government has a master key, they will be able to get into any phone, anytime, however they want. And keep in mind, the FBI is going to be the guardians of that key. So we know that it's going to get out into the public. Why? Because it always will. And we also know that the FBI has been routinely what? Violating U.S. surveillance law thousands of times a year. Now, that's not me saying it. That's not some blogger saying it. That is the FISA court saying it. That is the Inspector General of the United States Intelligence Community saying it. Okay? So if they're already abusing the FISA system, and they're already illegally spying on Americans, and they're already illegally transferring private Americans' information to third parties that are not legally allowed to have it, if the FBI is already doing all of that while running stingrays and a whole bunch of other devices in our country... What do you think they're going to do with a master key to your cell phone? Exactly. Uh, Let's see. We are helping Apple all of the time on trade. The president said the comments add to pressure the Apple to create a special way for the authorities to access the phone. Apple's refused to do that. They don't want to build any backdoors or give a master key to the federal government or any law enforcement because, again, it'll get out into the public and people will be able to use it. And then Apple will have to fix that. And then the government's going to come back and go, well, we need a master key again. Because the old master key doesn't work anymore because you had to fix it because we were not good stewards of the information and it got out to the public. Uh, Neil Broom, who works with law enforcement agencies to unlock devices, warned that the software version running on the iPhone 5 and iPhone 7 could make it more difficult to break into the handsets, but it would still be possible. If the particular phones 
read a particular iOS version, it might be as easy as an hour and boom, they are in. But they could be at an iOS version that doesn't have a vulnerability, he said. On Tuesday, the Department of Justice spokesman said that he didn't have any update on the government's efforts to unlock the devices. Apple referred to comments uh, uh, referred to comments that it made on Monday. Uh, again, this is all last week. So, again, I have to point this out. The government is lying to you by saying that they can't get into these phones. They absolutely can. They're also not telling you the truth when they tell you that Apple isn't helping them because Apple is helping them. It's just that the government doesn't like the way that Apple is helping them, just as they did in the previous cases. I think this all got started with the San Bernardino thing. And Apple is still turning over all of the information on the accounts, even in their iCloud stuff. They're turning it all over to the FBI. The FBI just is saying that it's not enough. We need more information. And Apple's going, there isn't anything else. And the FBI is basically saying that they don't believe Apple. Okay, but there's no reason for the government to have a backdoor to this that is universal. They already have the capabilities to break into these devices. uh, And the idea that the president or the Department of Justice or the FBI or any law enforcement agency would want this to happen, while I can appreciate that it would make their job a lot easier if they could just get into anybody's phone anytime that they wanted. That is not how we do things. This is still the United States of America, and we are still a representative republic with constitutional protections and rights that law enforcement Routinely, as much as I love you, routinely flouts in order to uh, investigate criminal activity, which, again, you're going to use whatever tool you have available. I understand that. But a lot of that crosses over into abuse. And at the end of the day, this would get out to where criminals would use it against innocent people because the law enforcement apparatus will never be able to keep it a secret. So it should stay in-house with Apple and Apple should continue to, to provide assistance to the FBI or anybody else in law enforcement to break into these phones so that way they had access to the information that they need for that investigation. we got more coming up on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Once again, I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. All right, so recent poll, which I think we kind of talked about, just made mentions of it on the show before, but recent poll showed that 36% of Americans age 18 to 29 think that there are other countries better than the United States. That is the highest share of any group, 36% of Americans 18 to 29. So campus reform uh, went to, I think they're in George Washington University. I think that's what he said. And he decided to go ahead and ask the students there, if America was the greatest country on earth. Go ahead and cue my audio, Joe. This is what they had to say. Do you think that the U.S. is the greatest in the world? It's awful. America is awful. Yeah, it is. In what way? Racism. It's not the greatest country in the world. I don't necessarily think that the United States um, is the greatest country in the world. Currently with political climate, I would say it's not the greatest country in the world. One of them, not the greatest. Um, I wouldn't say it's the greatest country in the world, but I wouldn't say, like, you can really name any country to be that way. Yes, but barely at this point. America's not great, and we treat immigrants like so that's a thing, too. Got it. In what way? In trying to stop them from getting jobs or trying to depart, deport families. I think it's definitely current administration issues, um, but also just a history of America thinking that we're the best, and so we kind of give ourselves the liberty to do whatever we want. If America was to find a way to allow everyone to have 
better access in a sense i think that they would go up access to what access to like everything whether that be like um like just instilling them i think access comes from like knowledge a lot of times like there's not enough knowledge what would you say is the greatest country in the world if not america no country well one has to be the best or better than others in your opinion no not at all first thing that comes to mind is like climate problems as well as we're standing in this like really weird weather um so countries that are really helping with that are countries like paris and like a lot of european countries countries like paris countries sort of in like norway and finland have the greatest happiness due to like sort of tending to those lower um communities of lower income and minority populations that are often neglected here i don't know i think it's hard to like say one thing is the greatest because everything has so many different characteristics. Got it. But definitely it's not America. France, England, and the US. So if America is awful, where would you view as, as a better place to live? The ocean. Where did you form your opinion on America? I formed most of my opinion in school. Is American exceptionalism uh, a term and a concept that you've been taught uh, here on campus in class? Not at all. Did you, do you know what American exceptionalism is? Not at all. I haven't really had any classes that have sort of instilled that. I think it definitely depends on the professor, but uh, for the most part, I would say that they don't think America is the greatest. Is American exceptionalism uh, a phrase that has been taught to you or a concept that's been taught to you in your classes uh, here on campus? No, I wouldn't say so. Is it a phrase you're familiar with? You know, yes, but I don't think it's been like any a core part of anything academic or in classes. We all learn in middle and high school that America is supposed to be like this, the greatest country in the world, but you come here to learn other ways of thinking and ways of thinking maybe it isn't. Do you think the United States is the greatest in the world? Yes. And why is that? Because um, we're free, we have freedom of speech, freedom of choice, we don't live in under oppressing government, um, and we're allowed to do what we want. By the way, that last girl, easily the most attractive. So the one who loves America instantly gets style points. But, I, yeah, Paris is a country. I know a lot of people uh, picked up on that. Yeah, the one guy, he actually gave a list of countries. He said France. He sounded like he might have been French. So he could be some nationalism there. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, so he said France, England, and then the United States. Of course, France and England have a, a uh, less diverse population than the United States. Of course, the... Restrictions on speech, uh, especially in both of those countries, are pretty pretty awful, uh, especially when it comes to online speech. So, again, you know, this is one of those things that comes up from people who have never really been anywhere else, although that one, he did sound like he was uh, from another country. So, um, most people who think that America is not the best are either people who are very loyal to their own country, and you can't fault them for that, or uh, if you're talking about Americans who don't think that America is the best country, they are people who have not traveled. Uh, it's, it's just generally what it ends up being. Uh, for the most part, people who travel spend any extended period of time in other countries end up realizing how great they have it here pretty darn quick. There's other places. I've talked about this with Ireland before. There's other places that I would absolutely live, but you're definitely giving up some liberties and some freedoms to be there. Uh, it doesn't mean that they're bad countries. doesn't mean that you couldn't be very comfortable and happy there, but without a doubt, you're giving up some of those liberties. And it becomes very apparent when you go to those countries, sometimes even for short periods of time. Like I said, it's Ireland. Who would think that Ireland would be somewhat oppressive? But to an American standard, it certainly is. Great country, great people, phenomenal culture, absolutely stunning and beautiful. But 
They absolutely oppress a lot of those freedoms that we take for granted here without a shadow of a doubt. We've got more coming up on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. I also want to thank our sponsor, R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. Again, the website is rbcarcompany.com. All right. So just a, a call to action here because I'm going to go nuts if I don't remember this. And the live stream is desperately trying to help me out. So MapQuest, which apparently still makes $37.5 million a year, MapQuest, do you remember the old days where there was another website that you went to that was not MapQuest, and people fought about which one was better? And I'm talking for the old timers out there who remember when MapQuest was how you got your, your directions because there was no such thing as your cell phone having GPS, and most of those Garmin devices cost you hundreds of dollars and so people didn't have them. I can't, for the life of me, remember the name of that competitor. It wasn't a, a GPS company. It wasn't TomTom or Garmin or something like that. It was another website that you would go to and print off your little directions. And I just, for the life of me, cannot remember what it was. But I used to use that all the time instead of MapQuest because uh, for my area, it was more accurate. If you have an idea of what it is, could you send me a text message at 45364, please? I would appreciate that, just because my, my OCD is going nuts. All right, so I got a bunch of sciencey stories for you. You ready? A new study in BMJ has concluded that unborn babies can feel pain before 24 weeks and possibly as early as 12 weeks of gestation. Two medical researchers, including one who claims to be a pro-choice pain expert, asserts recent investigations strongly suggest unborn babies who are aborted prior to the 24-week legal limit that exists in Britain could be experiencing pain as they are being terminated. Uh, if you've never seen the movie Silent Scream, watch it. Be prepared to not have a good day after you watch it, but watch it. Overall, the evidence and a balanced reading of that evidence points towards an immediate and unreflective pain experience mediated by the developing function of the nervous system from as early as 12 weeks, the authors conclude. Keep in mind, one of these authors is a pro-choice researcher. Next, uh, we've got a couple of espionage cases involving medical science. Four employees at the University of Florida left the school after an investigation uncovered foreign research connections. The National Institutes of Health has inquired about potentially similar situations in at least 70 other U.S. institutions. A faculty member has been fired. Three more have resigned at the University of Florida after a recent inquiry by a federal agency found undisclosed ties to foreign interference, according to the Tampa Bay Times. Three employees left the school after the National Institutes of Health sent a letter to the University of Florida concerning possible foreign interference in federal research. Which, by the way, we know that there's foreign influence in federal research. We've caught the Russians and the Chinese and the Iranians doing it. A lot of that, by the way, has to do with climate research. Russia really hates fracking. Fracking is a competitor to Russia's energy interests. And so Russia actually funds the anti-frack movement in the United States of America. Uh, two of the faculty members' actions were uncovered as a result of the NIH inquiry, while the other two faculty members' actions were discovered by a subsequent investigation by the school. They have not revealed their identities. 
the two worked in the College of Engineering, one worked in the College of Medicine, and another worked in the College of Liberal Arts and Sciences. So, again, the National Institutes for Health provided researchers at colleges and universities $30 billion in grant money every year. Florida received $190 million in 2019. Um, so there is that. They spent 100, uh, excuse me. They spent 865 million on research in 2018. Uh, so the local outlet also reported that the university has taken a number of actions. Yada yada yada. Okay. So we don't have specific details. Just that foreign influence was found there. Next, this involves another foreign government and scientific research. A medical student at Harvard's Beth Israel, um, the teaching hospital there, De- oh, okay, Beth Israel Deaconess Teaching Hospital, was arrested after attempting to smuggle 21 vials of cancer cells out of the country in a sock. So this is at Harvard, okay? So a Chinese student was trying to steal 21 vials of cancer cells out of Harvard, out of the United States, and take them to China. They did it in their sock. They got caught. Uh, By the way, they were only here on a visa sponsored by Harvard University. They were arrested. Uh, See, Magistrate Judge David Hennessy ordered Zhang to be held without bail. Zhang's roommate, Jialin Lee, told the FBI that two others in Zhang's lab at Beth Israel had completed the task of smuggling the material. That's according to the FBI Director Christopher Wray. So, Harvard has multiple Chinese spies. I don't know. Is this something that we may, we hear the president might be expanding his travel restriction uh, list, and obviously with everything that's happening with China, might might be one of those times to close the door on China travel for a little bit, maybe on student visas. Uh, so now, that again involved cancer cells, but the big news of the week when it comes to cancer research is that they think they might have cured it. And they did it by accident. We'll talk about that next on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Okay, keep those suggestions coming via text message. Nobody has jogged my memory right now. My mom is even on the live stream going, I remember you making fun of me for using MapQuest because it wasn't the other website. Uh, and it's all of the suggestions that have been sent, not it. <laughs> I wish I could remember. Now, here's the funny part. I've been looking around on the Internet trying to find it. I am not the only person trying to figure out who their early competitor was. Uh, it was a huge website, too. It was not Rand McNally. I've had a couple of people call about that. That was not it. Um, and... Yeah, I, I, it's going to drive me bonkers. Like I, then, then that got me to talking about Falling Down, which is one of the all-time greatest movies of all time. Because I said, if, if you happen to notice that I go all Kirk Douglas and Falling Down and everything, just know that this was my trigger. This, this is the one, this is the thing that sent me over the edge today. All right, 574-2595-953. We're talking about some scientific research stories. We left off with a bunch of spies who have been caught at the University of Florida Harvard University, they're smuggling out research to foreign governments and apparently 70 schools, 70 schools apparently are under investigation for all of this. Somebody said Waze, really? The new thing? No, not Waze. Waze didn't exist. Keep in mind, this is before your cell phone had GPS. We're talking about map websites, okay? All right. 
Scientists may have accidentally cured cancer. A new treatment for killing cancer cells may have been accidentally discovered by a group of British scientists. Cardiff University's research team found a T-cell that attaches itself onto human cancers, kills them while ignoring healthy cells. Now, I do want to say that we have had similar claims in the past, okay? This is new, though. Although in its early stages of development, the treatment successfully destroys bone, lung, breast, colon, prostate, and other cancers, according to the UK Telegraph. Originally, researchers were only looking for immune cells that were capable of fighting bacteria before they discovered the T-cell virus. Their findings were made available on Monday this week. By the way, sometimes the greatest scientific discoveries are accidental, uh, like Viagra. It was an accident, but it's obviously one of the greatest scientific discoveries ever made in all of human history. There's a chance here to treat every patient, says Professor Andrew Sewell of Cardiff University to the BBC. Previously, nobody believed that this could be possible. It raises the prospect of a one-size-fits-all cancer treatment, a single type of T-cell that could be capable of destroying many different types of cancers across the population. Now, again, I, I have to caution... And I know that some of you out there are fighting cancer right now, and I know some of you who are my listeners have recently just lost someone to it. You need to understand that this is brand new, okay? This is not something that's going to be offered up as a treatment anytime soon, okay? The research isn't even uh, conclusive that this is actually working. A T-cell with a white blood cell in the immune system that fights off cancers and helps prevent the body from getting infected Researchers note that the receptors on the newly discovered T-cells may be able to locate cancers by using the the molecule known as MR1. They believe this molecule could be altering the T-cells of the infected metabolism present on cancerous cells. Um, So, they're the first ones to do this. And again, it was totally accidental. And if it ends up holding, this could be an absolute game changer. Now, obviously, we have this virus from China, the Wuhan virus, Yesterday, at the beginning of the show, there was six dead. Fox News was still reporting throughout my show that three people had died from it. It has spread to numerous countries. It's now confirmed in Hong Kong. They're saying the protests may stop because of this, um, which is convenient for the Chinese government, by the way. And now, so yesterday was six confirmed dead from this virus. Today, it's 16. So it's continuing to grow. And I think that they're probably lowballing those numbers. I don't know. But things are... We also have this vaccine now for uh, Ebola. So as I said yesterday, you know, we've got this new thing and we don't know how bad this new thing is going to be, if it's going to get real bad or not. Uh, Right now, it doesn't seem to have a high uh, mortality rate. So, you know, that's good. Uh, But people are still getting seriously sick and dying. So it's obviously problematic because we don't know this is a new thing. We don't know how it's going to behave. But. We've got a vaccine that is extremely promising on Ebola. Uh, we've got a, a potential cure for cancer. So there's some pretty big leaps forward happening in medical research right now that we should probably be paying attention to. Another bit of science out there, and this will be my last science-y thing for the day that I'm aware of anyway. Soybean oil, according to IFL Science, the increase in popularity of soybean oil has coincided with an alarming escalation of metabolic conditions like diabetes, insulin resistance, and obesity, according to a new study. Yeah, I have been telling you for 14 years now that soy is no bueno. 
And I was at one point in time alone in the wilderness on this until physiologists and all of these nutritionists and everybody started catching up. And of course, one of the things that I have said, look in your food supply. There is soy in everything. And all of these brand new health issues that we are facing as a society, I believe could be tied to that. You want to talk about men's lower fertility rates? And we talked about the birth rate earlier. Yeah, look at what their diet is. I'm willing to bet that a lot of them are consuming this stuff and it's messing with the hormone levels too much. Uh, And that's what it does. Soy messes with the hormone levels, particularly in men. It can be healthy for women, especially around menopause. Uh, But with men in particular, soy can be very bad if consumed in large quantities. And soybean oil is used in darn near everything. So now they're saying that it's causing genetic changes in the brain and that's leading to some of these diseases that we are currently having to deal with in our society. Pretty interesting uh, research is in the journal Endocrinology. So I'll link to all of this in the Daily Show prep. Of course, we have a lot more coming up. We'll do some updates on the impeachment fiasco today and much more next on 95.3 MNC.